you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 33. These are the words of Jesus as He's talking to His disciples and trying to give them an inkling as to what's going to be coming up in the days ahead. And after he's told them how he's going to leave them and all these kind of things, he he gives them a little bit of encouragement at the end there in verse 33. He says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That wasn't really quite the response I was looking for. Let me try again. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Thank God for peace. Oh man, I tell you all, I don't know. I can't put it into words what it means to have peace knowing that Jesus is my Savior knowing that He's in control of my life. I don't have to worry about where my provision comes from. I don't have to worry about am I gonna, where am I going to be when this world ends. I don't have to worry about those kind of things because in Jesus I have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Who in there has had tribulation lately? You had any trials, any tribulation, anything just... Man, it seems sometimes the world comes against you with everything you've got. Or everything it has. Just throws everything you can imagine at you. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. I want you all to notice, this is before He overcome the world. See, He knew what was coming. The plan wasn't made up. You know, He wasn't shooting from the hip. It wasn't an afterthought or reaction. There was a plan in place. He had already overcome the world spiritually. It was done. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Now, why is that so important to us? Why? How, how can I apply that to my life? You see, you know, in the natural, I want to kind of look at that and I want to say, well, that was fine for the disciples that were standing there listening to Him. Because they could see Him. They could touch Him. They knew what it meant for Him to be a part of their life, right? But how does that does that really mean much to me today? Because He's not always right here with me. You know what I mean? He's not standing here like another person I can reach out and touch. When I'm in trouble, I can't look up and see God. Right? But what can we do? Well, we know what His Word says. How many of y'all believe that God is faithful to fulfill His Word? How many of y'all believe that God's Word is true? Matthew 19, 26. I've got a few verses I'm going to share with you today. It says, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. So I want y'all to 
stop and think about those trials and tribulations you've went through lately. See, when you don't have Jesus, when you don't have God on your side, when you're just a normal, everyday, average human being on this earth, where do you turn when you have trials and tribulations? Well, you look for somebody to help you, don't you? You go to a friend or family member, somebody you know that might have you know, the resources or the wisdom or knowledge, whatever it is, for your situation to help you. And if you ain't got nobody, what do you do? You just sit there and you try to ponder and figure out a way out of this trouble, this situation. And I believe even some of those people may even sit and curse God. Say, God, why in the world me through this? If there is a God, why would you put me through this kind of thing? Thank God I don't have to live like that. Amen. See, when I have trials and tribulations, see, Jesus told you, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, you're going to have trouble. There's going to be things come up on you that seem terrible. I'm reminded of another verse that says, what then can we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You see, God's on my side. And you know what that means? Let's, let's examine that for a minute. What does it really mean when God's on your side? It means God is for you. God favors you. God, if He has to choose, He's going to choose His. Right? He gives good things to His. His children. His, the people that belong to Him. He favors them. If I have to pick between your kids and my kids, sorry, I'm picking mine. Right? All of y'all feel the same way. I guarantee you, if you have to choose your own kids, you're going to pick your own. You're not going to pick somebody else. Because they belong to you. You favor them. That's what it means for God to be on your side. He is all about you doing good. He is all about you being blessed. You being in, a, in alignment with His will and reaping the benefits of being a child of God, an heir to the throne. Amen. Praise God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You understand what I'm saying. Now you understand what Jesus wanted His disciples and those to come that were going to read the Word. You understand what He was trying to get across. You see, you may experience some trouble, but don't worry about it. I've already taken care of it. You may see some little blips on the radar, but if you step back and look at the, the chart over a period of time, it's going to be like this, a straight line. And in the end, all there's going to be is victory. Victory ahead. <clears throat> I believe that was a song. Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. But God hath not given us the spirit of fear. You know what? I have to remind myself of this scripture a lot. <clears throat> 
Because when I start having tribulations in my life, maybe maybe you got a bad medical report. Maybe some creditor called you and said, no, this is it. You've had too many chances. We're taking it back. Maybe your boss said, you mess up one more time and you're out of here, buddy. You see... Those tribulations that come from the world, if you're not careful, will incite fear in you. Right? You know, most of, most of the guys sitting here today don't want to admit they're ever afraid. That's just not, that's just not very manly. But I'm here to tell you all today that that kind of stuff incites fear in me if I don't remember what this Word says. You see, God didn't give me that spirit of fear. It didn't come from Him. You understand that? It didn't come from Him. In fact, the Word says the contrary. It says that every good and perfect thing comes from the Father of lights. He didn't give me that spirit of fear. My flesh may decide to be afraid. Satan would have me to to have fear because why? Why? Fear destroys a soldier. Fear tears down an army. Fear divides when you should be together, unified, and ready to conquer. You can't go into battle and be victorious when there's fear. That's what Satan wants is for us to be afraid. And look, this this fear can be a whole lot of different things. It could be, y'all just be with, bear with me for a minute. It could be, you're afraid what somebody's going to think about you if you get too close to God and start appearing kind of holy. Hmm? Some of y'all may not know what I'm talking about. I guarantee you that's a possibility because I've been there. So that fear can come from a whole lot of different places. But it said God didn't give us fear. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. See, I've seen Christians that don't have a sound mind. And I'm not just talking about in the flesh. I'm not talking about they have a mental illness. I'm talking about in the spirit, they don't have a sound mind. Because of one reason, one reason only, lack of knowledge. See, the Word says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because if you have knowledge, now y'all listen, if you have knowledge of what the Word of God says, there is no reason to fear. You have no reason to fear. Doubt is not a, is not in a, a word that should be in your vocabulary. Because when you understand what God said in His Word, when you understand the promises that He's already made to you, all you can do is stand on that solid rock, begin to have faith and believe, because God is the Creator. God is in control. He has all power. He has all knowledge and all wisdom. And when you begin to exalt Him in your life, that spirit of fear has to flee. See, knowledge. Knowing the Word. Some of y'all sitting here today say, well, yeah, that's right. I I understand that, but I have a problem understanding the Word. I can't remember it. I read it and ten minutes later I don't remember what I read. 
You don't think anybody else in here hadn't ever said that? You see, this word go is contrary to your flesh. Your flesh does not want to know the word. But see, there comes a point. There's a breakover point. There's a breakover point where you you start you, you do it anyway, right? The song we sang earlier said, "I'm pushing through." I'm pushing through because I want more of my Jesus. You see, you, you decide, I'm going to do it anyway. Somebody in here today needs to make up their mind and say, praise God, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what the circumstances say. I don't care what the world says about me. I don't care what my flesh says that I'm capable of. I'm going to do it anyway because God has enabled me. God's given me power. God's given me love. God's given me a sound mind. Now, I need to use that. I need to set the fear aside. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Those tribulations that come at you, God, Jesus already overcame them. And He gave you the victory. Praise God. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. Verses 18 and 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Do y'all know when this was? See, this is on up on a mountain. And those disciples came and met Jesus. This is after He had risen from the dead. This is after He had conquered death, hell, and the grave. He says, all power is given unto me. Oh, praise God. In heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe All things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, y'all listen, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. If I hadn't missed anything, the world hadn't ended yet. The world's still in existence, so that has to mean that Jesus is still with us. He is still with us. And what He overcame, what He conquered, the victory that He won... It's still in effect today. It hadn't changed one bit. There hadn't been somebody come up to usurp His power. There hasn't been some coup d'etat. He is still in control. He's still on the throne. Praise God. Praise God. We have that kind of a king, that kind of a master, that kind of a Savior, an eternal Savior. You see, when He he did, did what He did, He set those captives free when He conquered death, hell, and the grave. It was a one-time thing. It didn't have to be redone. It didn't have to be ever revisited and, and think about, okay, well, what's another plan we can come up with? It was good enough then. It's going to be good enough from all eternity. Praise God. He's with us. He is with us. He's overcome the world. And because of that, this is what's awesome. 
Because Jesus overcome the world. See, when you know what the Word says, you begin to put pieces together. You begin to see what God's plan was. See, the Word says that we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So what did He inherit? Hmm? Y'all ever thought about that? What is He an heir of? You see, if you're an heir, that means that you're going to get something, right? You have a certain entitlement. Right? You know, most of us think of it in the terms of you got some wealthy person who passes away and he leaves what he has to those he chooses, whether it be his kids or or whoever. Whoever gets that stuff is an heir. That word says that we are heirs and joint heirs. See, now look, it wasn't good enough to be just an heir. Praise God. Y'all listen now. You see, when when that happens, when somebody passes away and they leave stuff, there's usually one, they, you know, they give the majority of it to one person. And then you've got these other people may get, you know, oh, a nice gun they had, or I'm going to leave them my car, or, you know, little stuff here and there. But there's always this bulk that goes to somebody, right? So we're an heir. But praise God, we're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. See, it's an equal entitlement. The thing that God's going to give Jesus for what He did, He's also going to give to us. Victory. Victory. Eternal. Eternal salvation. Being purged from all iniquity. Righteousness put on our account. Praise God. Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying today? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, you find yourself in tribulation. You find yourself in trouble and you think, God, why are you putting this on me again? Why am I going through these things over and over? Why do I find myself here? Aren't you still in control? Why don't I have what I need? Why don't I have provision? See, you're, you're thinking in the flesh. When you begin to examine the situation in the Spirit, and you begin to compare your situation to what the Word of God says, you have no choice but to lift up your head and begin to worship God. Because He says you are the head and not the tail. Above only. See, well, listen, above only, not beneath. He didn't say above sometimes. He didn't say above on certain people. Certain people are... No, He said above only and not beneath. Praise God that I'm one of those. Thank You, Lord, for providing for me like that. Thank You for giving me the ability to come boldly before the throne of grace and receive mercy and help in a time of need.